What's up? It's Peter Rees here reporting live from the Hard Rock Stadium parking lot, East 12. As you can see, I've been out there. Man, it's hot. It is hot. Not even noon yet. Obviously, the scrimmage got started this morning at about 9.30 and excited to kind of break down what I saw out there. Obviously, I just want to give you guys something quick. I know D-Money and I will, will definitely be getting more in-depth as to what we saw out there. Um, but let me just uh, give it a few minutes here for people. Yeah, I know TVD just hit as I was walking out of the stadium. And again, I wanted to give you guys something as the scrimmage is, is wrapping up here. TVD just hit Colby Young for a touchdown over Daryl Porter. But a few things really stood out to me. And again, we'll break it. We'll break this thing down, um, you know, 100% this week on the podcast. But a few things right off the bat. That run game has got to be really good this year. We talk about the offensive line and, uh, you know, the additions there on the interior with Javion Cohen, with Matt Lee, uh, Inez Cooper going to be taking a bigger role this year as a starter. Francisco Mauagoa at right tackle. Jalen Rivers at left tackle against Zion Nelson was not dressed out there today. So I don't think we can really um, count on him at this point. I don't think Miami's counting on him either. But those running lanes were wide open. Um, now, the, the defensive line got, their, got, their, uh, got it going a little bit at the end. Got the best of the offensive line as the scrimmage wore down there. Um, but man, AJ Allen looked explosive, had about a 50 yard run, had another couple 10, 15 yard runs where, you know, he went untouched for the first few yards and just had one, one guy to beat. Looks like he's going to break a ton of arm tackles. We heard the word explosive a lot with him through camp and Mario Cristobal is the one who used that word. I think we saw that today in a big way. Mark Fletcher, man, I, I was right. He had two touchdowns today. I was right by the end zone where he had his second one, where he lowered his shoulder into Markeith Williams. Markeith tried to tackle him a bit high there, which with Mark, Mark Fletcher, it's not going to work. You got you to gotta bring him down low. And he broke that tackle with ease and got into the end zone. His first touchdown uh, was about an eight or nine yard run off the right side, went untouched. Uh, and that was on the first drive of the game, which – we, we got to get into it. TVD had a, had a really solid showing today uh, from what I saw out there. Uh, the downfield passing game uh, looked a lot sharper. Uh, Jacoby George had a nice reception over the shoulder on a fourth down early uh, in, the, in, the, in the scrimmage. And that kind of led the, led the way for that first drive. After they got that first down, they, they went down there and scored. Defensively, Interestingly enough, um, the starters, right? And this this was, to me, there were a couple of things that really stood out in terms of who came out there starting-wise. Defensively, the Brown brothers were the starting duo at cornerback, which if you go back and you listen to some of the stuff D-Money has said since even before Damari Brown got here, there has been a sense that the Brown brothers had a very good chance to be the starting boundary corners. Jaden Davis came out in the nickel as a starting nickel. Uh, Markeith Williams and Cam Kitchens as the safeties. James Williams was playing a more in the box role, right? Uh, but Damari Brown, he got beat on that play uh, by Jacoby George on that deep ball that I was just referencing that fourth down play. That was a nice ball by TVD. 
but he came back and I forget who it was that he made the tackle on in the backfield but made a nice play on a screen. Uh, to, he he read, read it off the jump and made a really nice play there. Let me go back. Give me a second here because I don't want to miss anything. Look, guys, backup quarterback-wise, this, this was something that I was very excited to watch coming into this. That was one of my storylines, as I mentioned in the live show yesterday and in the podcast I did earlier this week. Jakari Brown, we all know about his physical tools in the in the games that he played last year, but he still has a ways to go in terms of development as a passer. Um, on the mental side, he just didn't look very comfortable in the pocket. A bunch of you know double pumps, some overthrows. Had an overthrow to Robbie Washington deep that really would have had a, had a good chance to be a touchdown. I mean, it would have been a 75, 80-yard touchdown down the field. Um, again, this is not his – when he's not able to – you know, get outside the pocket and run and, and make plays with his feet uh, in these scrimmage settings. It's obviously not the best setting for him, but we still need to see a ton of improvements if you're going to trust him as the backup quarterback this season. I think, look, he came out with the twos, but Emery Williams showed a lot of command of the offense, seemed confident. Again, a lot of times he was up against the third team defense, right? But he just looked a lot more decisive in there, throwed you know, showed some good zip on his on his balls, good ball placement. You know, doesn't look like he's gonna be you know running a four three four four or anything like that, but has the ability to, to move around and you know make some plays on the run as well. So I think you're you're looking at a very interesting battle there for that backup quarterback spot. I, the talk for a while has been that Jacoby Brown has no problem redshirting this season, right? The question is. Is the staff going to trust Emory Williams enough to be that backup, knowing that Jakari does have some experience playing games, but it just seems like he hasn't taken advantage of his opportunity um, for, you know, at this point. <laughs> Martin, he says, damn you, Ariz, stop getting us all excited. I swore I would not drink the Kool-Aid this year. Now I'm now I'm guzzling. Look, man, this was a this was a good scrimmage to watch. It was a nice back and forth on both sides. Interior, uh, the run defense, you know, I think there's some questions to be asked there as the, as the season moves forward. Something a lot of you guys have brought up is they don't have the, the big 315-plus pound defensive tackle types in there. I will say, you know who flashed late was Anthony Campbell from ULM. He came in there, um, and there was a lot of rotations on the defensive line, but he made some plays uh, with that with that. Again, I don't know if it was the first or the second unit because there was so much rotation at that point. But he flashed, made a nice stop in the run game, had a sack as well. Jaden Wayne flashed. Uh, he was up against Chris Washington a couple times where he where he made some, you know, impressive plays off the edge, or just you can see you can see the burst from him. Let me think about some other young guys that 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 stood out. Uh, well, Xavier Estrepo had a had a very nice reception. TBD getting back to where he where he needs to be that confidence level you can see it with him uh, you know in those don't down downfield throws uh restrepo had a chance to actually have a touchdown and there was a pi slash holding on to Corey couch uh, that would have been maybe a 25 30 yard touchdown um you know getting into the red zone there but he also had that big 50 yard uh reception downfield Again, guys, I'm just coming out of the scrimmage if you're joining me now. So I'm, I'm giving you guys some quick hitters, just my thoughts, some stuff that st stood out. 
It was interesting. Riley Williams was not out there today, uh, Elijah Arroyo. So we saw Cam McCormick with the first team tight end unit. Uh, Jaleel Skinner also came in there early, had a, a, you know, a couple opportunities. There was a play where he was throwing a ball behind the line of scrimmage coming across, uh, you know, in the flat. It was a bang, bang play. I forget which linebacker it was that was there to kind of break it up, but you would have liked to see Skinner make that reception and, you know, try to get upfield with it. It was a good play by the defense, but again, it was one of those things where you would have liked to see him make the play. And then he had a drop downfield. The ball just went right through his hands for, you know, 15 yards down the field a little bit later in the scrimmage. So you, you really want to see some consistency there from Skinner because you know Arroyo's talent level. Obviously, the injury set him back a little bit, but they expect huge things from him. Riley Williams making, making a very big impact now during camp as well. Ruben Bain, someone asking about him, looked very good. Uh, mate had some pressures from the inside. Uh, they were doing a lot of stunts up front. And I'll say this about Lance Gidry. He was not holding any – it didn't seem like it. We always talk about you know defense being vanilla and all that. When it came to third downs, there was a lot of disguised blitzes, which is what we come to expect from, from his style of defense, right? And very Rex Ryan-esque bring seven, six, seven guys up to the line of scrimmage, a few guys standing up, you know, a few guys with a hand, hand in the dirt, and then you drop a few guys. James Williams comes free on the edge. Bobby Washington had a sack like that as well off, off, the, uh, off the edge. And, you know, it's one of those things where you're going to see a lot of, you know, I don't want to bring back the Manny Diaz memories because Manny Diaz obviously didn't have a good ending here but what Manny did do a good job of at least early on was was sending the heat and I think we're going to see a lot of that with with Lance Gidry at least a little bit more controlled maybe than what Manny was doing but going to get a lot of easy sacks there. Frank Ladson had a couple receptions one on a, a screen had another seven eight yard uh, pass that that he uh, caught then he also had a drop you think who well the early in the game there was a screen play that was thrown a little bit behind Henry Parrish from TVD that was I guess it was a drop it was a little bit behind him Don Chaney had a, had a drop so listen it's a scrimmage it wasn't completely perfect there were some sloppy moments there were some penalties Keontra Smith had a late hit I believe on the Ladson drop that I'm that I'm talking about right um, so, you know, so some, some things to be cleaned up there, but let me take a look at some of these comments, see what we have coming in. Shaboy Kane didn't see much on Ray Ray. Ray Ray Joseph was open a couple times downfield, man. And Jakari Brown just didn't see him. He tried to throw it to him a little late on one play. It was a little bit of a double, kind of double, double pumped a little bit and just, wasn't decisive at it, and that's the word I'm, I'm going to continue to use with him. I still have high hopes for him, um, you know, as he continues to develop. But Emery Williams definitely looked more sharp at the backup quarterback spot. Question about Don Chaney. Listen, Don Chaney's going to have a serious role on this on this team. I think from the running back room, you know where you're going to get from Parrish, but AJ Allen and Mark Fletcher really flashed today in their own way. Flesher with some explosive runs downfield. I mean, when he gets to open space and he has a, a guy, to, guy to beat, he's not small. I, I 
stood next to him the other day, and he's not a he's not a skinny kid at running back, right? So he he has the speed, but he's he's muscled up as well. So I, I he's a guy who you're gonna have three four backs in that room who can really do something. Cheney looked good. Um, you know, he's gonna be a nice short yardage short yardage type back for this team and he's played a ton of football so you you need as many of those guys as possible ian i i don't i don't know bain maybe had one sack but to me it's not so much about the sacks um he was he was in the backfield a couple times right and he was and he was bringing that pressure a lot of times from the inside right but it's that what's the word i'm looking for it's the penetration, right? And, and it's just the pestiness that he's going to, again, sacks are sacks or sacks, everyone wants a sack. But if you can affect the play negatively from his spot, which he's going to do a ton of this year, he's going to have plays that just don't show up in the playbook. O-line depth, JR Barr. I mean, at the tackle spot, I think they look really, really good in terms of depth. Um, in the interior, you had uh, Lou Cristobal with the second unit at guard. Um, I want to say you had, who else was, was out there? Samson was at left tackle. McCoy was out there at right tackle, backup right tackle, I want to say. McCoy looks the part, man. He really, really does. Um, Kinsler was coming in with the third unit, which shows some real depth because I've heard a ton of good things about him. I'm a little bit worried about the interior of that, interior of that line behind, behind, uh, behind Inez Cooper and uh, Javion Cohen. Second unit center was Ryan Rodriguez. Kane's forever, who's asking? Disruption, Ian. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Very disruptive. So let's see, man. Let me go Let me go through my notes here. Give me a second, guys. And I appreciate everyone who's, who's on this live. If you're just joining, I'm sitting here in East 12 giving you guys the latest. I'm going to just go through my posts real quick that I was making. I was putting updates on the website and I don't want to miss anything. Um, again, if you're just joining the show, a couple, not surprises, but interesting pieces of information in terms of who the starters were. The, the Brown brothers at cornerback, which is a very interesting uh, duo there. Kane's forever 16 saying we'll probably need to move Rivers to guard if need be. I mean, listen, if one of those guys go down, in terms of uh, Javion Cohen or Inez Cooper, I think that's definitely what you'll see. And then you'll see a Samson play play a left tackle um, to, to come in there and, and fill the gap because I don't, I don't know how comfortable they feel with the interior line. I'm going through my posts here, guys. Ed Ordron was in attendance as he is for a lot of practices as he has a couple sons on staff. I said it already once, but Jaden Davis starting at the nickel. A ton of experience coming in from Oklahoma. Ray Ray Joseph, for someone who asked about him, did have a drop in seven on seven. It was kind of like a dead play, and people kind of stopped for a second, but he did have a drop there. Rashard Smith was someone who flashed to me offensively, um, and he's a guy who I think might be a little bit of a forgotten man with some of the new names at wide receiver, but I think he's definitely going to have a nice role in this offense. He had a nice kick return to start the game that, you know, they weren't going full speed, but there was an opening. It would have been interesting to see what would have happened if it was a full return there. Let me, I'm going through my notes here, guys. Let me uh, 
make sure that I make sure I don't miss anything. Colby Young definitely looks slimmed down, looks really nice physically. We know the size he brings to that position, uh, really good speed as well. Had a nice touchdown over Daryl Porter near the end of the game there. There was a lot of good coverage downfield. So, I mean, there's people I have asking about uh, Jadis Richard, who was out there at times in that nickel star position for this team. Yeah, there was one play. I'm going through my notes now. There was a, there was one play that there was a nice pressure between Leonard Taylor and Ruben Bain on a stunt. Pretty good, uh, pretty good pass rush ability from the inside, especially late. That defensive line really came alive. I don't know if that O-line was getting a little little tired. It was hot. Anthony Moten flashed, had a nice run stop, and then there was a screen play. It was a third down, I want to say, where Guidry sent it, sent the blitz, and Moten reads it, drops back momentarily, high points the ball with his big palm, gets it up in the air, almost intercepts it, but it was a really nice uh, bat down. I mentioned this already to Corey Couch, had a hold slash PI. I don't know what they called. It was a, a pass to Restrepo towards the end zone that TBD kind of lofted up. There was no safety back there. Would have been a good chance to have a touchdown. James Williams was playing a ton in the box today. But man, again, if you're just joining, the biggest theme of the day to me was that run game, the O-line up front opening up a bunch of opportunities. D-line had, had some nice plays late, but Mark Fletcher and A.J. Allen, man, those guys are going to be a really – really nice duo and you already know Parrish is probably going to be you know the guy starting most games and he's very consistent back but I think that both of these guys bring a different element to the table for sure oh whoops just dropped my phone here guys sorry <laughs> again we're doing it raw and uncut here from East 12 parking lot let me go through some of these questions here so I'm going to wrap it up here in a few minutes, guys. Got any more questions in here? And again, we'll get into this more in depth this week on, on the website. I want to make sure I haven't missed any uh, any questions here. And then I'm going to keep going through my notes here. <clears throat> Man, I said it once already, but that Mark Fletcher run where he lowered his shoulder into Markeith Williams near the uh, sideline getting towards the end zone was awesome. Really, really impressive by him. Okay, I mentioned a, that play where Skinner, I would have liked to see him make the make the reception in the flats. Wesley Basant was the one who broke that one up. And that's what you expect from a guy like him at the linebacker spot. Fly around, you know, brings that sideline to sideline speed. They've been lacking at that position. Andy Borgales had a long field goal attempt earlier in the game. I want to say it was almost like a 50-yarder. He hit that. Expect him to be one of the best in the country this year. Cheney had a 15-plus-yard run on the third unit defense. Michael Redding flashed at times. He was a guy you haven't heard much about at camp, but I know the staff loves his character, um, has been a reliable guy when they've, when they've needed him right and he's just stuck with it and he's and he's hanging around in that receivers room i expect him to get you know a good amount of reps this season malik bryant was wearing number 24 out there was playing with the third unit at linebacker 
didn't see much from him, but he was out there. Caleb Spencer had a nice thud on Mark Fletcher up the middle. He got like three, four yards on the run. But Tyler Harrell had a screen pass for a few yards, was a first down reception, but didn't really see him get to open up and get downfield very much. TVD, man, TVD looked sharp. TVD looked sharp today. Had a nice, obviously I've talked about the downfield stuff. He had a really good ball and a quick slant um, to Brashard. Camp Kitchens came in late and made a play on it. It was a bang-bang play. I would, I guess I would call it more of a drop by Brashard, but it was, a, it was a nicely thrown ball in a tight window there. Popo flash, man. Popo had a nice sack. Looks rocked up, man. He's he's sturdy out there. The biggest thing I see with these with these young linebackers, man, is that they can run. And when I say young, I, I also am going to include Kiko Malagoa, who's a newcomer, right from Washington State, and he's not uh, he's not a freshman or anything like that. He's played a ton of football, but he can get sideline to sideline as well, and I expect him to be a starter. Special teams, Anthony. They weren't really going full speed. The the, the punter looked looked solid out there. Uh, Borgales had a nice 50, I, I, like I said, I think it was about a 50-yard. Um, Brashard Smith, as I mentioned, had an opening kickoff that could have gone for, you know, a, a nice chunk of change, but they weren't really tackling and going full speed there. So Martin Dube asking me my overall impression of the defense. Look, I, I want to see what ends up happening as the season goes on, right, because I want to see the depth of that interior defensive line. But that front four is going to be a strength of this team. The, the bodies that they're able to rotate there, it's a, it's a pretty deep unit. Again, you may not have the 310, 320-plus pound run-stopping defensive tackles, but if you can be disruptive enough throwing these bodies at them when you have a Branson Dean who's a legit NFL prospect, LT is probably the, the best NFL prospect on this team right now we have to see more consistency and him take that next step but with his added weight he's healthy now he was dealing with the shoulder last year i don't see any reason why he shouldn't take that next step um linebacker there's there's questions but there's a lot more talent than there has been the last four or five years defensive back love the additions of a jadis richard a Jaden davis Devonte brown i've been saying it for a while this guy going into last year was considered a top, you know, four to five round draft prospect with a chance, again, before last season, a chance to move himself up to almost like a top 100 type pick. They didn't have a great year last year. It's a redemption year for him. I'm really looking forward to what he can do. He's got length. He's got speed. Big thing with him was physicality, adding some strength, and, I, and they believe he's done that this offseason. Just want to see him play with more confidence out there. All right, guys, I appreciate everyone for being on here. If you're just catching up now, you can check the replay out immediately. It will be up as soon as I hit end on this and I break down what I saw from the scrimmage out here. Check out Kane's Insight this week for even more information as we'll be breaking it down deeper than this. But like I said, guys, just wanted to bring you guys what I saw out here. Yes, I probably missed some stuff because I just literally – left hard rock walked into my car and gave you guys what i had so if i missed something i'm sure i did i apologize but listen guys i want to do more of this stuff 
after games, before games, these live shows is a good way to engage with the community. Appreciate everyone for coming on here today. Like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. It helps us get in those numbers up. And we're going to just keep bringing you guys that free content, right? Not everyone, you know, gives you guys the free content, but we bring you fresh, updated, inside. Go Canes. Canesinside.com.